0: Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to finally have in the studio, Jeremy McGee. Jeremy is an adaptive trail consultant, the owner of JPM Pro, and founder of The Unpavement. He's a YouTuber, a blogger, a podcaster, a pro athlete, and the list goes on. So, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's get this thing rolling. Jeremy, what should the Bentonville Beacon audience know about you? And I made myself a couple of notes on some things that you're probably prepared to say, but I want to make sure we get in there. Okay. And that is, I especially want to hear about how you ended up with this love for the outdoors, and, of course, about, you know, your life-changing accident and how that led you to uh, be an adaptive athlete.
1: Well, I, I mean, I guess my answer to how I developed my love for the outdoors is I've kind of always had it. Growing up in San Diego, everything is, is outdoors. Mm-hmm. So my little brother and I grew up just exploring the canyon, you know, and skateboarding and surfing and everything outdoors all the time. Growing up in the 80s
0: is a lot different than now. Uh,
1: absolutely. Where it was just like, okay, just, just come home when the sun goes down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I wish I'd had the opportunity to spend pl- uh, time in places like San Diego in the 80s. In the 90s and 2000s, I probably spent 50 trips there, but they were all business trips and I didn't get to do all this stuff. Oh, where did you go? Uh, mostly Carlsbad. Um, was probably fun. Well, you were probably in the industrial area in Carson, yeah, yeah. Mostly okay. working for uh, medical device companies, uh, okay. headquarters or factories and stuff there. So. Did you get
1: to at least put your toes in the water?
0: Uh, yeah. Got okay. There you that go. That was that was fun. <laughs> so, well, tell us more about you. Uh, what led to you be being an adaptive athlete? That's the question I
1: always forget to answer because I never think about it, yeah. and I know people are curious about that. Yes, yeah, sure. Why are you in a wheelchair? I was in a motorcycle accident in two thousand one. I was 25 years old and uh, almost didn't live through it. So just, just lucky to be here. But yeah, I ended up paralyzed from that, broke my back amongst many other injuries. But yeah, just almost didn't survive. And from, from the moment, from the get-go, I just realized I was lucky to be here.
0: Yeah. And I, well, I heard along the way you were a runner as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, a, a surfer. Okay.
1: That's my main sport. I, you know, I don't feel... I'm being more myself than when I'm in the ocean and surfing on a regular basis. Oh, cool. um, and then, yeah, running has just been something just naturally happened in my life from a young age. Yeah, I, I, I love running. I, I, you know, I, I definitely would be lying if I said I did not miss running. There's, there's beauty in um, the simplicity of just being able to put your shoes on and go out the door. Everything, yeah. yeah, everything I do involves like big metal equipment and wheels and everything, oh, wow. you know, really complicated,
0: you know? There is beauty in that. You wouldn't know it from my size today, <laughs> but uh, I used to run a lot. <laughs> like after work, it would be five, seven, eight, ten 10 miles just to blow off steam. And uh, at one point I was uh, back in my Navy reserve days, the Army, Res- the Army National Guard folks wouldn't have known it, but in my Navy reserve days, I was down to like a regular sub 530 mile. And. At one point, nice. it was clocked at a 4:32. I was 19. I'd like to Wait, run your a, best mile time. Or best it was a 4:32. Yeah, best mile time. Uh, wow, I'd like to run. i never broke five. 12 minutes now. <laughs> never broke five. Yeah. Hey, that's if you're getting the five five minute mile range. Yeah, you're Yeah, I
1: think 5:15 was my best mile time ever. But I was I was in junior high. Last oh, time wow. I saw my time to mile. That's junior still pretty high. solid. How come
0: you don't run anymore? You know, I just kind of quit running along the way, and and now when I start back, of course, everything in my body aches, and what I need to do is just push through that baby steps. We get to the point where it stops, yeah. What well, are right. we have to
1: take care of ourselves? That's right. Like a regimen of self care and mm-hmm. recovery, right? And baby steps. I mean, look at all. There's endless trails here for you to to run. There are. There is <laughs> yeah. no
0: Excuse at <laughs> all. Well, let's talk about the unpavement. What's that all about?
1: Well, the
0: unpavement
1: is a movement. Of, of all of us mm-hmm. off the pavement and and into the wild. Because, uh, man, we've got these cool devices that we're on all the time and they allow us to accomplish so much in life. They're really cool, and we're, but we're on them so much that that renders us that much more in need of a relationship mm-hmm. with nature. And a relationship with nature, is not something that's just important to our mental health and well-being. It's vital. And there's so much division and uncertainty and, and hate and chaos in the, in the world right now. And I believe from my own experiences, what happens with the negative chatter in my mind, how that's quieted down after spending time outdoors exercising. There's something with that combo of exercising outdoors that just quiets all the negativity, the anxiety, the depression I deal with. And I am able to pay much closer attention to the person in front of me after I've gone for a ride, after I've been outside. And um, I find my curiosity is is peaked, is sparks after that. You know, with all, when, when I'm constantly in my head and negative chatter, I don't really have the bandwidth for curiosity and, and kindness is a lot harder when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm dealing with that. I just want to like, you know, be okay. And that's all quieted down after I've been outside. And just think of our politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody just took that time I feel like a lot of the issues we have today would, would be a lot less, you know, we'd probably be able to agree on a lot more Mm -hmm. because we'd be listening to the person in front of us rather than trying to push our own agenda in that initial reaction of anger when something is different, you know, is, (laughs) doesn't really happen when we're, when we're curious.
0: So that's why I feel it's important. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, imagine if our politicians got out and spent time doing things outdoors together. Oh, like they used to, right? (laughs) Um, The bush bush. (laughs) That's that's exactly right. (laughs) Um, You you know, as you say that, it made me think about a period in my life that I feel like I was a little bit angry. And it turns out it was after I quit running. Oh, look at that. I'd never considered that link now, there were those other things going on. I was stressed to the max, traveling all the time for, for work and, and never had a break. But, uh, but that was part of it. I never, there was nothing that gave me a break, like running. So, hmm.
1: Well, I, I would definitely be lying if I said I was not angry. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be honest with myself, uh, you know, anger is a natural reaction for yeah. me a lot of the times. I might not show it, but it's there. And much less so when I have been outdoors communing with nature and, and, and exercised, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, getting out, outdoors and onto the trails, uh, I guess you noticed that some trails aren't that accessible when you're an a- adaptive athlete. And yeah. I imagine that's what led you to become an adaptive trail consultant. Can you talk about that work and what you're doing as an adaptive trail consultant?
1: Absolutely. And I do want to say that I don't consider myself an adaptive trail consultant. I I try to not use the phrase adaptive trails. Yeah. Because what I hear when I hear that is segregation. Oh, yeah. True. You know? Yep. And the misconception out there is that there's one type of quote unquote adaptive trail, which couldn't be further from the truth. Ride with me one time and you'll see. Oh, I've watched your videos. I'm
0: scared to ride with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So I consider myself a trail consultant okay. who specializes in universal design. I love it. Yeah. Teaching how to build trails that are exciting for everybody. And it, to be honest, it does not take much at all. That's neat. So as a consultant, usually what I do is I'll come to a place, an area, and my number one goal is to identify the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the, you know, just a couple of obstacles that if we remove, open up the max amount of mileage for adaptive riders. Okay. And it's usually really, really simple. Like, you'd be surprised what these bikes can get through, especially with a competent rider. But you will be surprised at what stops them. Mm. And usually, that's, issue, quote unquote issue, because the trail's not broken, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. So I don't want to say fix it, but that quote unquote issue usually falls under normal trail maintenance, Hmm. you know, it's stuff like cleaning up rock fall and, and things like that.
0: That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been watching some of your videos. I love your bikes by the way. Thanks, and, man. Yeah. So I'd love to hear all of them too. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear also about, then about uh, JPM Pro and what you're doing uh, with those bikes. Yeah. Well, JPM Pro
1: Incorporated. Uh, I had to start because uh, I, you know, I, I started, I, I bought one of these bikes, mm-hmm. you know, full retail. I spent, I had, it's funny, I had $9,800 in my bank account. And the bike was $9,400. Oh my gosh. And I wrote the check. <laughs> and I got this bike. I had 400 bucks left. This was, God, this was back in like, I want to say like 2011, 2012, something like that. Can't even remember. And I was getting so much attention on it. Just, you know, just posting stuff and me riding and stuff that they asked me to start selling them, to help sell them. I'm like, nice. okay, sure. And now I'm the number one U.S. dealer. <laughs> and if someone is in the U.S. and wants one of these bikes, the manufacturers in Poland, and they have a, mm-hmm. they have a few models. And um, if they want one of these bikes, they you know more often than not get them through me. It's pretty fun. So that I had to start just... the corporation. And
0: go like, oh my god, I'm selling a lot of bikes. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I'd love to hear about some of the uh, the funnest trails you've gone on, and maybe the hairiest trails you've tackled here or all over. Uh, here and all over. Maybe maybe do one in each category. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man, I love Sedona. I, I've fallen in love with that place. It's it's That's just a beautiful, special place in the riding there is world-class. Moab's right there too. Mm-hmm. And then, but I have a special place in my heart for Mammoth. I lived in Mammoth for 10 years. It's just raw. It's, it's... <laughs> It's not like what you get here where everything's perfect. You know, it is just raw (laughs) and wild and messy and, you know, and it's constantly different. It's all pumice. So it just, everything erodes every year after the snow melts off the mountain, the trail is completely different. And like, there'll be these lines that it, they just, the, basically the features get bigger and bigger and bigger because it just erodes every year. So it gets gnarlier and gnarlier and gnarlier
0: as time goes. I love that place. That is uh, very cool. What's the sort of hairiest place? I know all the trails seem perfect here, but what's the hairiest place or or most fun place you've ridden here? Oh, man. I just last week for the first time I rode Leatherwood. Oh, cool. How was oh, that?
1: Oh, my God. I'm in love. Good. I love tech. I love rocks. And um, I just had a blast. And you know what? I, I think I just got help in like two two or three spots on one of the trails. Wow. Um, Like you'd be like handled the trail. My bike handled the trails. No problem. That is so cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of tech. I don't know if you're familiar with it,
0: but I I, uh, am not a very good rider myself. Part of that is I need to get out and ride more. It's kind of like playing golf. If you don't actually play, but once every (laughs) three years, you're not going to be very good at it. Well, I know you work a lot and that's probably your answer to the question. Like what's stopping you? You're probably just me, I'm stopping me because I could work less. <laughs> also have a two-year-old, almost three-year-old boy at home. Okay, well, that's uh, a lot. See, so I don't yeah. have that. Yeah. So, if I need to get out ahead of him, though, and dial and, uh, up some skills, because I know it won't be, be very long before he slaps some pedals on his Strider bike, and the next thing you know, he's going to be old enough to really ride, Yep, and yep. I won't be able to keep up with him at all. There you all. go. Well,
1: think- you got to schedule... Time for yourself. That's like you're not you a better father, a better partner, yeah, a better worker when you've taken care of yourself, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Was watching some videos. I would love to hear about bloody couloir. 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 It's the the French word for couloir. I knew I was pronouncing that wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised at some of the pronunciations that come out. It's pretty funny. I was like, how? There's no T in there. That's a French word for corridor. It's a, it's, a, it's a skiing term for that type of mountain formation. It's basically a tight, steep chute. Mm-hmm. And when living in Mammoth, there, there's a, you know, all my friends would climb and ski this peak that towered above the whole town, the you know, backcountry mm-hmm. peak. And it was kind of, it's kind of a ride of passage in the area. And my friends would come back and have these stories about how awesome it was. And I'd complete FOMA. Complete. Full. I just was, felt like I was missing out. I felt left out and I was pissed. I mean, talk about being angry, I was, I was pissed. Like yeah. I need to get on top of this mountain and I became obsessed with it for several years. I mean, we're talking close to a decade wow. of you know, thinking about this mountain and, and looking at it. And um, I just finally decided like I'm, I'm getting there. And so I put up flyers <laughs> all around town and in the ski patrol room, Like, I want to climb. this. I'm a paraplegic. I want to climb this mountain. Who will help me? Wow. And I got my, this is now one of my best friends in the whole world. Foxy, Jeff Fox, uh, ski patroller, firefighter in town answered me. And he's like, I'll take you up there. And he turned out having to go on a trip, but he put me in the hands of some local professional climbers who helped me. I mean, it was, it was a, about a month of trying to figure out the system, mm-hmm. how I was going to climb this mountain. And um, we, you know, we had, you know, laid me down in a plastic kid's sled and ropes and, and pulleys and Jumar ascenders and, you know, everything, we figured it out. And I, I did pull, basically did pull-ups up this mountain with a belay assist, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, I mean, there's no way I could have done it under my own power. Sure. It's kind of like, it was kind of like having a power assist on your bike. But these guys gave me a belay assist and, you know, they're kind of leaning against the belay rope. And mm-hmm. so that gave me a little assist when I pull up and, yeah, I climbed this, this mountain and turned around and skied it. And it was terrifying. Cool.
0: <laughs> it, I, I watched the video. It looked amazing. It, just Google Jeremy McGee bloody Kouar. Is that right? Yeah, cool make water? sure you put cool wire in there because you say Jeremy McGee bloody, something weird might come up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? it probably will come up. There is a documentary film out and I need to decide what I'm going to do with this film. I mean, it was released in 2014, so it's really old. So I think I might, you know, chop it up into a few episodes. Yeah. And uh, I need to I need to re-edit it because we use mainstream music and then I might release oh, yeah. it on YouTube or something. I don't know. You
0: ought to uh, figure out how to get it into Bentonville fest, Ooh. Yeah. I, Maybe there's some folks over there who want to help out.
1: I'm actually working with Trailblazers right now on a, on a documentary film.
0: Oh, so that's so cool.
1: I don't know how to talk about it too much,
0: but I want to talk about it a little bit. We won't <laughs> tell anybody except all of our listeners. Except everybody. Except everybody. But that uh,
1: film um, will be submitted to the Benville Film Festival, for oh, sure. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll have a huge release party. It's going to be amazing. Oh, that's great. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, how did you discover Bentonville? And then what did you expect your first trip to be like? And and what did you find?
1: It's funny because people like from well one, Californians are so weird. There's (laughs) there's no place cooler than California. Why would you go anywhere else? It's kind of the attitude there. And so they know nothing. It's kind of like how Americans don't know geography of other (laughs) right countries, you know? Because America's the coolest. (laughs) Californians are kind of the same way to the rest of the US. Uh-huh. They're like, Arkansas, where's that? <laughs> Why would you go to Arkansas? And fair, to be fair, I had a similar thought, you know, sure. when I first came out here, my first exposure to Bentonville was in 2016. And I was a keynote speaker at the, the EMBO World Summit mm-hmm. here in 2016. I, I didn't know anything about this place at at all. Zero, zero knowledge whatsoever. And I got here and I was like, whoa, there's cool art. Mm -hmm. There's restaurants. I stayed at 21C. Right. I was like, what is this freaking place? It was my first exposure. I did some riding. I didn't have very much time when I was here. I was only here like, I want to say like two and a half days. Mm -hmm. A little bit of riding. I was like, whoa, that place was cool. And so the seed was planted. And then in 2020, Bike Bentonville had me come out to make some videos for my channel. And so I got here. The first person I met was Gary Vernon, of course, <laughs> and Hogan Kosis, the Trailblazers. And we went on a ride together. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Then I, at the time, Kenny Williams, who mm-hmm. um, runs Pedal It Forward, was working for Kohler, I met up with him and rode Kohler. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And then Amy Ross, who's very instrumental in me being here. I wouldn't be here without her. She took me on a ride Slaughter Pen. I was like, what is this? This is amazing. And, you know, making the videos was so fun. And then after I left, Gary called me and was like, hey, man, what do you think about coming here and and help us figure things out for adaptive riders? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, man, let's do this. So. Amy helped me get a house. And that's when we started communicating, you and I. Yep.
0: And here we are now. And that is fantastic. I always say that if there's a uh, podcast that we do, we're talking about trails in any way, Gary (laughs) always comes up. I'm going to start calling him the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Except in a good way, because, you know, there's the good Wizard of
1: Oz. he's He's so rad. He is. We were riding the Wonderland area. And I just hear behind me, you sure can ride that bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good impression. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Shameless plug. We had it here on the show. Go back and find that episode. It was a episode. fantastic yeah, conversation. Hey, what, uh, what are some trails you would uh, recommend folks ride here in uh, Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas? Everybody or adaptive riders? Uh, adaptive riders.
1: Sure. Oh, man. That, that, I mean, it's, it so depends on the rider.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and there's two there's a dividing line with the type of adaptive riders a very distinct dividing line riders with support and riders without okay so if an adaptive rider is here on their own i recommend hitting all american and then in using the trail forks app cuz now adaptive riders with the work that we've been able to accomplish together adaptive rider can jump on trail forks mm-hmm. and see all the trails that i've rated They select their bike type as adaptive and then all the trails that I have deemed like not suitable for adaptive are, um, like faded out. And then all the trails that are adaptive friendly that I've deemed adaptive friendly. Now there's different levels of that though. Mm -hmm. And so I would say hit all American. And if you want a little more explore out off of all American, look at which trails are AMTB one, which means adaptive rider can most likely ride it solo. Cool. And ride the AMTB AMT one trails and Slaughter Pen, and that that'll get you a pretty amazing experience. If you have a support rider, you can explore all those trails and trail forks, and just choose the type of experience you want, whether it's a backcountry experience or um, or you know gravity experience, flow or jumps. But just look at the trail information, see what type of trail it is
0: first. Or just hit me up; I'll take you for a tour and show you all my favorite trails. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. It makes me wonder if uh, you ought to connect up with a couple of local apps to help them integrate this information to those apps as well. There's Trail Pilot, which is really just they're well, they've been around a little bit. They're getting off the ground. It's think of it as you you know when you go for to a museum and you go for a tour and you put on the put your uh, earbuds in. They have that for trails. That's amazing. And, yeah, with local narrators. And so it's local Bentonville only? Yeah, it's local. Bit, well, it's starting here in Bentonville, and they'll spread out from here. Well,
1: have you met my new agent yet? I have not. You're
0: looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I going to get you connect connected us, to man. them. Yeah. That sounds
1: like a perfect
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other one that comes to mind is Flow Feed. Uh, and these guys, oh, I've heard of these guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that one comes to mind as well. I mean, so in addition to knowing what the trail conditions are before mm-hmm. you get here, Why not, right? Why not? Yeah, I'll connect you to both of them. I would love that. That'd be great. That sounds like a lot of fun. Look at that. We're making connections right here on the show. (laughs) That's how we do. Um, And both, shameless plug, have been on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you catch those episodes. (laughs) I wasn't trying to set it up that way. It just happened that way. Um, You know, something really neat happened as you got closer to your move. I remember you called or maybe you texted me and you're like, hey, man, I've got these bikes that are arriving About the same time in the U.S. as I'm moving, and I don't know what to do with them. I guess I could ship them to San Diego, put them in the van, and get them here. But it might be easier if they could get here. And uh, so I I think that morning or the next morning, we had our chamber team uh, meeting. And internal to the chamber, it just looked like this. It was like, hey, this guy's moving here. He's got these bikes. And here's the problem. Oh, okay. Quick phone call. Somebody immediately said yes. It wasn't, what can I get out of it? I don't know if I have room. Can I make money off of it? Is there a risk for me? None of that happened. It was just, yes. How can we help out? And I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, you know, after the phone call, I sent the email address and, uh, to you and Scott Fitzgerald and Don Butcher or Donald Butcher and yep. um, Buddy Pegs. And, and you all worked it out from there. So how did that make you feel coming to Bentonville and that happening that way? It was pretty awesome. I mean, you look like the man. <laughs> okay. No, I don't get. Credit well, because here's for that. how they <laughs> did it all.
1: Here's how it looked from my perspective. Okay, I sent you a message, kind of freaking out. Yeah, within minutes, it it wasn't hours. Within minutes, you responded back. We got you all taken care of. Well, that's because like other people said we've got it and didn't ask any questions. That's how it looked from my perspective. <laughs> that's how it worked. And you know, I, you told me a buddy pegs and you know, and I was like, yeah. uh. so. How did that make me feel? It made me feel like way less stressed and taken care of. But what I've learned with that, with, with the people here, I have to be careful what I ask for. (laughs) Because you'll get it. (laughs) Because I'll get it. Like, and people will sacrifice to get it done. So I have to make sure like, it's a, it's a genuine need and not just like some thought I'm, I'm having, you know, I have to be really, really careful and sure of what I'm asking for of my friends here and the community here.
0: I appreciate that because yeah. people here are really, they're just so giving. I, I found this at every it's turn. It's not just with you. It's with everybody and everything. People are just like, the answer is yes. Now let's figure out how to do it most You're, of the time. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I also remember seeing on Facebook, like you were excited about your new home, how close you were to the trails, how cool that was. Mm-hmm. How else does Bittenville with that and, and other ways, how does Bittenville help you live your best life? That's a really good question. When the the
1: major emotional thing that I miss in life, you know, when I'm when I'm back in San Diego, I watch my friends just grab their board, run across the tracks, and go catch a couple waves at sunset. That, mm. That's not in the cards for me anymore. You know, going surfing is just pretty elaborate. Elaborate ordeal. There's a lot involved, you know,
0: just logistics. Well, you gotta have an ocean. We don't have an ocean,
1: here.
0: but maybe we can work out something someday where we have something. I heard of wave pools coming. I don't know anything about that. Don't <laughs> lie to me. I, w- I would love to hear <laughs> that. That's
1: true. I want to get that started. Maybe I can help with that. But being here and being able to just jump in my bike, ride out of my garage, literally across the street to Kohler, I. I get to fulfill that, that desire in a different way. Like I get to jump into my bike and jump on trail. So at the end of the day, you know, the sun's going down and the sun could be down. I have lights for my bike, yeah. you know, and I ride, I ride it. I ride Esters and Oscars at night all the time in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's totally safe. Mm-hmm. It's not like riding elsewhere where there's, you know, I'm not scared of mountain lions and, and predators out there at all, you know. There's there's it's safe and I know it well. It's like trails that wind through community. It's sure. And it's
0: gorgeous, you know? Yeah. So might that, happen up on a black bear someday, but they really? don't care about you. Oh black bears. They're don't probably care not about you. coming into town, but if you do, they're going the other way as soon as they see you. So it doesn't percent.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of black bears and mammoth in there. It's like they're like, huh? I don't want anything anything to do with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were saying. That, that was it, um, that's and cool. that's, that's how this place helps me live my best life, is fulfilling that desire for me that's, that's not in the cards on the yeah. coast
0: anymore. Yeah, gotcha. So I'd love it if you could tell me a story, and this is I call this a hashtag because Bentonville story. So it's a story, something that happened, or maybe just a snapshot moment in time, but it's something that happened where you look at it and you go, you know, I think that could only happen in Bentonville, or maybe it describes the essence of this place.
1: Oh, man, that's another great question. The very first thing that comes into mind, oh, a couple of things, actually. I just have a couple of things come on. Cool. Online. Well, just to extend that story of, of, you know, being able to go across the street and ride,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it had been, there was, and this was just recently. This was a few weeks ago. It had been raining so much and I was feeling a little stir crazy, mm-hmm. you know, a little cooped up in the house. And uh, I was like, ah, I just got to get out. You know, and it's, it's raining pretty, pretty good, you Mm know, I'm like, screw it. I'm riding, I'm going Kohler has a wet weather route, you know, and, uh, I threw on the rain gear. I have rain gear and I can use it on the West coast. You, you can't ride after it rains. The, the terrain just can't handle it. The, Mm. the surface just can't handle the moisture. It's just, it's terrible. But here it's different. This the, the surface is different. It drains fast. It's raining and like, there's no mud. It's, it's really weird. So I go for a ride and, you know, riding that lower part of Esther's mm-hmm. at Kohler and all the waterfalls where there's normally not waterfalls yeah, are all running beautiful. and it's beautiful. I'm like, and the, the sun comes up and, and there's all these waterfalls and that was a pretty beautiful experience. And then another experience that happened at Kohler, one of those nights again, where I just had to get out. So I, and it was night so I threw my lights on I ride esters around and my usual route is you know I ride esters around I hit the greenway and then I go up to the the climb up trail sure and then I ride oscars back down and you know I, I'll, I'll lap the gravity trails fire line and stuff like that to get more mileage and to have fun but that's kind of my usual route you know just to, yeah. just to get out just to get exercise for 45 minutes you know but after I've completed Esther's and I get to the greenway I hear Jeremy <laughs> from airship and my friends were there you know having a couple, couple of my friends were there having beers oh sure i was like i'll be i'll be right there so i climb up to the top and then i take hard way down and i end up at airship and that couldn't really happen anywhere else no <laughs> <laughs>
0: where you just see your friends on the trails and you know yeah that's exactly right i mean there's not everywhere where you have a, a coffee shop slash beer shop they got- in the middle of a bunch of trails it's that perfect. you can fully get there by trail. It's perfect, man. It's pretty solid. It's a good spot. Yeah. All right. So as we move into the last part of this ride, I think if it had a trail name, we'd call it the Hodge because that's what it's going to be. These questions are, there's some random features and some obvious wrap ups. So if you're ready to roll with this. I was born ready. Come awesome. On. We'll start with the first one to ease into it. If the audience wants to reach you or learn more about your different uh, businesses, how do they do that? My Instagram is probably the best at J.P. McGee. There's an H after the G in McGee. Awesome. That's easy. Yeah. So here's a question I used to ask us a lot back about 50 episodes ago. It's one of my favorite questions just to ask people, though. It's uh, if you had a superpower, but that superpower came with a limitation, what would it be? And I can give you an example as we're thinking about it as you're thinking about it. One of mine would be I could fly, but only three inches off the ground. One of yours, you have multiple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite ones is if I were watching a Razorback football game or any Razorback sporting event, <laughs> I could pick up my remote and push a button and it would transport me into the event. And it could only happen for Razorback games. So there's part of the limitation. But the serious limitation would be that it that whatever that sport was that I just transported myself into, that the University of Arkansas would also get an automatic loss and Texas would get a win. Oh, you're a Texas guy. That's why. I hate Texas. I mean, I don't hate Texas, but well, as any Razorback fan listening out there understands, we don't really like the University of Texas that much. Okay. At all. (laughs) Wait, wait. You want to transport into the the game itself? the Arkansas game to watch it. And then Arkansas loses and Texas well, wins? Well, that's my limitation, unfortunately, is that we get an automatic loss assigned to our record with Texas having beaten us at something. Kind of sucks. I wouldn't exercise it very often. I can't say I understand. <laughs> Let's say we're in the national championship game against Duke. But, and we might okay. even win that game, but there would just be a loss added to the record and it would be Texas beating us sometime in the past. It would be terrible. But at least we'd win the championship. Okay. Yeah. So there's strategy. It's involved. kind of a complicated a one, strategy. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. no, no.
1: Oh man, that's a that's a really interesting question. I think right now where I'm at in my life, I've got some big decisions coming up and I'm really having trouble making them. Okay. You know? And if I could just kind of like see the future a little bit. You know, I'm like, I'm, that's what I'm having. I'm having trouble, like kind of picturing myself along each of these paths that I have these big decisions coming up. And if I could just see in the future a little bit, that it would really help. So as far as where I'm at in my life, that would be a superpower I would like. And I guess if there's a limitation, maybe, um, I, if I could see in the future, maybe I could not bet on sports. Because that seems like really unfair. Like that's, anything that has to do with making money, like right. I can't use it for that. You know, that's a much easier,
0: cleaner, <laughs> more reasonable one than mine. I like it.
1: Um, I think you're the first person in my life to call me reasonable. <laughs> Whatever
0: I can do. Um, okay, you've had to figure out how to do a lot of things that seem rather impossible. We talked about one of them earlier, <laughs> that little climb you had, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice do you have people about not accepting what comes at you and overcoming what seems like insurmountable odds? For anybody in general? Yeah, anybody. Oh
1: man, another great question. For me, You know, forget being in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. Really. You know, the physical part, the adaptive element to whatever I want to do, going to figure that out. You know, okay. it's it's my mind that is my greatest disability and all that negative chatter we talked about. And I have a feeling that a lot of people out there can relate with that. Sure. So <laughs> whatever obstacles in front of you, that's going to be the hardest thing to overcome. And so my advice is just to to do the things that help that taking care of ourselves is really important taking the time every day to remind us remind ourselves the type of person we want to be taking that time i like to follow little rules you know like tell someone how i feel about them before i leave them not later on in a text you know little rules like this I, i like to set up for myself to Help me be a better person and, and feel like a better person. And if I'm feeling like a better person, then a lot of that negative self-talk is, is subdued. So I think doing the small steps, doing those things every day, you know, eat right, take care of ourselves, get enough sleep, you know, set up the, the pillars of physical health that then translate into mental and spiritual health, you know, and having energy. That Those are the most important things, man, when it comes to overcoming obstacles, because that is the biggest obstacle
0: Yeah, for me anyways. Yeah, I think it's true for a lot of people. I know when I don't take care of myself, it translates into everything else. What's the weirdest or maybe just most interesting question you've ever been asked on an interview?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't. that one right there. I'm <laughs> well, the superpower one was pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> In an interview, I don't know. I can't remember. I have a, a million interviews like, man, it's hard to, to recall any. What did happen just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I, I rode with the bike school kids. Oh, nice. And um, I was kind of, you know, telling them my story, t- showed them my bike, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, basic stuff. And then telling them what happened to me. And some kid goes, you must be sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, I've never, no one has, you know, yeah. I've never had someone say something like that to me, you know, especially in, in, in front of a bunch of people. Right. So that was pretty funny. That was probably the weirdest
0: thing. <laughs> oh, you know, and I did say, yeah. I,
1: I wish I would have responded differently. You know, it's kind of on the spot and, you know, we had to get going. You know, we were, mm-hmm. we were short on time. And I said, you know, said something like, you know, I'm just lucky to be alive, you know, kind of thing. Sure. But I think a more appropriate response would have been to be honest with them. Like, yeah, I, I am. Mm. And I am sad a lot of times, you know, and that's why, you know, riding my bike is so important, you know.
0: Oh, wow. So it helps me with, I should have said something like that, but I, yeah. I didn't. It, w- one thing I love about kids is they say just whatever is on their mind. And sometimes it comes out really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> couple more questions coming up. If, if you had unlimited resources and you could do anything except what you do in your current life, what would you do? Oh
1: man, there are so many little corners of this planet to explore and we don't have enough time to explore all them. And I, I think that's what I'd want to do.
0: That would be so cool.
1: Yeah. yeah Just I'd Just go to.
0: everywhere, see everything. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I'd like to have unlimited time and unlimited money to be able to do that. 100%. As we hop on the pavement, sort of heading for the parking lot here, what's something I should have asked you but did not ask? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what should you have asked me? When
1: are we getting a beer? <laughs> <laughs> when are we getting a beer? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, yeah, we should. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you have a beer. I. T- I do. You do have a beer. Let me preface this with, I am sponsored by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Okay. They, I am on their paid ambassador program. They are my title sponsor. Mm -hmm. And so let me preface all that with, you can buy Sierra Nevada beer and feel good about it because they support your, you know, local friend, but. You have um, a label. How's that? Yes. But, (laughs) um, you know, Bentonville Brewing, this is the second year that they've done it. They, they make a special beer that benefits Pedal It Forward. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the MTB 479 beer. And they put me on the label and they also put Jess Hanna uh, on, 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 on the label too. They're two different
0: ones. And uh, that's, it's been super fun. I so, only have your label. I need I guess I need to get Jess's also so I can have them both.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me which one, which one of us tastes better. Yeah. There, there <laughs> is, that we is that weird? Is yeah. that weird? Yeah, that sounds weird. But yeah, right across the street, right here. Yeah. You can go get MTB479 beer and it benefits uh
0: pedal it forward, which is a really, really good cost. You can drink the beer and say it's
1: for the kids.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. so with your uh with your sponsorship, if if we show a uh a b-roll of MTB 479 with you on it. Does not hurt it? No, it's fine. Okay, it's cool. fine. We I, might I got permission for everything. Awesome. You know, I just can't go too crazy
1: with it and make sure I still push Sierra.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. it makes me want to buy more Sierra. yeah Sierra Nevada. Has- when you're
1: at the store and you're like, oh, what should I get? You know, and you're like, oh
0: yeah, Sierra Sports Jeremy. I'll just get that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for spending time with me and with the Bentonville Beacon audience. I've been waiting a long time to uh, talk with you and and hear more of your story and your time here in Bentonville. And I really appreciate it and appreciate the work that you do and, and can't wait to uh, see the film coming
1: Yeah, it's and coming.
0: Uh, see what's next. Awesome. I really appreciate you having me. This has been fun. Thank you. Hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. You know, this show wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be pointless without you. So keep coming back to hear more about Bentonville's leaders and their businesses, these folks who are sparking the rise of this place. Keep coming coming back to learn more about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. You can check out all of our episodes at bentonvillebeacon.com. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast player or watching on YouTube, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.